0: Welcome to the Pacho Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I am your host, Pacho. Well, my beautiful Pachos Chachos, I don't know what happened, but it certainly was not a red tsunami. It was not anything. We did not take the Senate and we only took the House of Representatives by two seats. So pretty disappointed, but it is what it is. And so now we have to move forward and figure out what happened so that we can prevent it from happening again, right? We have to be good students of history so as not to repeat it over and over. After doing some research, I have come to the conclusion that two major groups have really screwed us all. First group, people under 30, which is no surprise because not well read. They don't read articles. They judge everything by headlines on social media. I mean, they're on social media all the time, and they think that TikTok is the new Google. So, That doesn't really surprise me too much there. Uh, No disrespect or anything, but I mean, you guys really had to invest more time in your own education. You needed to unplug from those social apps and actually invest as other generations prior to you have on working on yourself, stretching yourself to greatness so that not only you thrive, but the world gets the benefit from all of the advancements that you introduce into our world. But anyway, it is what it is. And I hope in your 40s, That you'll be more productive and more on the right path because we get better over time. And I have hope that that is exactly what's going to happen. As you start getting married, if that happens, and having children, if that happens, your perspective is going to change because that's what happens to everybody. You become less myopic and you kind of zoom out and see the world and the future and the timeline of how things will be. You no longer live for yourself, you live for your children, and not just your children, but your people in the world, and so you start looking into the future, and and I have hope that that is still going to occur. The second group, however, is a real disappointment, not because of what they have done, and dost not judge them for having done it. Because really, it's our fault as a society in the way that we have raised our children and the priorities that we have kind of taken, which means, you know, the cost of opportunity when we embrace one thing, we are not embracing the other. And so the second group is single women. All the single ladies out there, all the ladies who rule the world, you screwed us again. You're... I can only assume that the main reason why especially single women voted for the Democrats is because of the issue of abortion. I don't think, like many polls suggested that I have been hearing... um They didn't think that abortion was going to be a big issue. They thought the economy, they thought immigration, they thought crime. And I mean, they should have because that is really what is the biggest concern and problem for our country. Not whether or not you can murder your own flesh and blood and kin. You know, screw grandma's dimple, right? Who cares if it gets passed on or not? I'm good enough to be the last one to have it. I mean, what an awesome mentality. So why would we expect anything else? But really... That is that was single women's priority. I believe. I think abortion was such a threat, even though it wasn't. Uh, again, overruling uh, or overturning Roe v.ersus Wade didn't stop abortion, although it did minimize it a lot because states were able to use their state constitutional laws to uh, prevent them as according to their legislature and re- as the legal process goes, and, and that's how it should be. But many were gaslit into believing that their rights to abortion were under threat. And I guess, you know, depending on what state you lived in, you were right. But why is that a number one priority? You know, our economy is tanking, inflation is rising, unemployment is no good. We still have vaccine mandates that are preventing people from being employed. We have an open border that has led over 3 million illegal immigrants, which again, my family were immigrants, and they came to this country the same way. But I mean, it wasn't 3 million, and at least they knew who they were and where they are were now. I mean, anyway, that's a crazy issue. I mean, it should be on the top of people's priorities. Crime is off the chain. I mean, New York, Philadelphia, I mean, Chicago has always been terrible, but it's even worse now, and then just pick a city in California, you know, where you won't get killed. I guess you'd have to say Carmel by the sea or something, but... You know, certainly not San Francisco, never Oakland, and not LA. I mean, it's, it's criminal what they are doing to our beautiful cities, but that's another story. And so I wanted to go back to, to these single women and them voting on abortion. I mean, is this what we have taught our daughters? Have we made our children so entitled that their lives are more of a priority than the future of their family? You know, we have taught them to be so entitled that they will sacrifice the one thing that really brings true purpose and meaning. I mean, all the single moms out there, all the married moms out there, you can attest to this, and they all voted in a different way. You know, single men, married men, and married women voted approximately 54 to 46 in favor of the Republicans, uh, percentage-wise, but single women voted for democrats over republicans 68 to 32 and that completely nullified the three other groups. And so that really was the problem. The messaging was about abortion and the gaslighting from the liberal media and the democrats worked. Why have our liberal girls gone away from this tradition? And again, I can only leave it up to society. I mean, it's it's the society that we're creating, it's the society that we're rearing them into. So I want to reflect, is this really the society that we want to be a part of? I mean, look at your daughters. Some of them want to be boys. Some of them, good Lord, I saw an article about a girl who took out her fallopian tubes and requested to the state that she be able to turn them into jewelry. She was 22. I mean, your brain isn't even fully functional yet and fully developed. I mean, that doesn't happen until you're 25. And you make a decision like that where you cut off any chance of your mother or father having a grandchild. What if you change your mind? I mean, you didn't tie them. You took them out. And then you turned them into stone. That's what we've taught them. We've taught them to like other girls. And and that's why girls now watch porn because girls are beautiful. And girls are looking at them. That's why it's so addictive for boys. You don't think it's going to be addictive for girls who've been convinced that they should like girls? And maybe that's part of the reason. I don't know. I just came up with that thought right now. But we're not intimate. We don't trust each other. We no longer have the same dreams. We don't want to make compromises or negotiations to fit each other into our lives. We want the other person to just fit in naturally. And if they don't, then... You know, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to get a divorce or we're never going to get married. and I'm going to move on to the next person. Swipe left or right. I mean, I don't even know how that app works. I don't know which one's the good one or bad one. Or, I mean, I don't even know if there is good or bad in that. But anyway, we really have to start thinking about how we're raising our children. We have to take this seriously. And we need to really bring that idea, that, that importance that marriage used to have back into our society and our culture. I mean, I, I know we're so used to divorce. You know, it's now over 50%, I believe. But that's a faltering society. How, how will we exist in the next 100 years if we all become homosexual or if we abort all of our children just, just so we can go on living like the characters in Aldous Huxley's Brave New World? completely oblivious, give me some soma, you know, give me some mescaline, give me some fentanyl, give me some pod. give me some heroin, give me some ecstasy. I can just numb myself when I don't want to think about how unhappy I am. And then I can, you know, be fake around my friends and stuff and on social media and give them all highlights and, you know, all this garbage that isn't really true, but it's a, a single picture of a moment that was capsulated where everybody was looking and smiling and it looks like my life is perfect, even though it really isn't. And we can just keep pretending, you know, that everything is great and we can ignore everybody committing suicide around us because life is so great, right? We have to change that. We need our kids to start valuing life. We need to start teaching them responsibility and that, you know, when you have sex, a baby is always the consequence when things work out, you know, when the sperm hits the egg, that's it, there's life. Because you really need to start considering then who you're having sex with. Because if you're not if you're not going to stay with them for the rest of their life, or at least 18 years so you can give your children a good life with two parents in the house, then you shouldn't have sex with that person. And we're not just pieces of meat to be used at some other person's expense or even our own. We're better than that. I mean, honestly, are you going to tell me that if you had a choice of a day of Pleasuring yourself or a day of getting something productive done? Like painting your house, writing a book, going on a date? You choose the first option? I mean, honestly, why even have another person? We could do everything ourselves. We need intimacy. We need vulnerability. Vulnerability. We need to be afraid to lose the other person and not so quick to just let him go because there's so many to fill the position. I mean, that may be so, but I played the number games in my youth and I'll tell you what, it did not work out in my benefit. And I, again, thank you God for introducing me to my wife and I don't know what I did right that she I mean, even dated me or said yes to be my wife and now has bared my three children. I mean, I thank God every day that that's an actuality. It's not a dream. I can pinch myself and my boys and my girls are still in my arms. You know, family is the only reason we live. It's not for a job. You're not here to become a profession. Because you're going to retire anyway. What if you're super successful and it's only 10 years, you know, and you sell the company. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? There is nothing that's going to bring you more satisfaction and more pleasure than bringing your children to the world. You want to be a kid again? That's how you become a kid again. You have kids and you live vicariously through them while maintaining your adult status. I was talking to a friend of mine. Up here at my school today, and we were kind of talking about, you know, where, you know, I asked her, you're, you're in, into, uh, you know, psychology and stuff. What do you see happening? And I think, really pointedly, she said, we have young parents who want to be young and, and are doing the same TikTok videos with their kids. You know, they're encouraging this social media sensation. And they're doing it with them. You know, they're addicted just as much as they are. I'm an addict. I I can't, you know, I'm not throwing stones here. I'm just saying. And I'm 44 and I know that I'm addicted to it. And gosh darn it, I still can't stay off of it because it knows me so well. It knows how to bring me back. Imagine a 14 year old. You know, and so you got these young parents who are already spoiled and entitled because they never had to go through a war, they never had to do anything other than go to college and make something of themselves, you know, despite maybe them not wanting to, but thank goodness for their parents pushing them. But now they got a bunch of kids who are even more entitled because we told them that you can do anything that you want. You can become anything, baby. And we've become so litigious that we even force it upon them. You know, even if the kid doesn't want it because of our expectations for these kids. I see it all the time with parents. It's crazy. And so I suggested, you know, maybe it's because of the divorce rate that we have in our society. Maybe because we don't have both sets of parents in the house. We're not getting everything we're supposed to get. We're not becoming full rounded people. And why would our expectations be to get married when it sufficed for my parents to be separated? You know, and I now don't learn how to compromise or negotiate or how to make sacrifices for the better of the family because all I've seen is two selfish people who prioritize themselves over the relationship, over the marriage, over the sacrament, and over the family and the children that they've brought into the world. They've said, my. Life is more important than theirs. And so, you know, we've got a bunch of selfish people raising selfish people. And I don't see how things are going to turn around unless we start making it important. And I'll tell you what doesn't make the sacrament of marriage, and that's what marriage is. It is a sacrament. I'll tell you what doesn't make marriage seem very sacramental. When you start to redefine it. When you start to change it, when you start to pretend that plugs and plugs equals a family or that sockets and sockets can ever create anything other than just that, you need a plug and a socket to create life. That's the most fundamental thing we can be. Doesn't matter what job you have, you will never have more satisfaction and joy than being in the arms of your children. And you will never be more proud of yourself when you make an accomplishment in front of your children so you can show them that they too can reach such heights. So we need to start talking to our daughters. We need to start being kind to our wives so that our daughters see what they deserve. A partner who loves them. A partner who will help them fulfill their purpose, their species, and their gender. I mean, I couldn't imagine anything greater for my wife than being a mother. I don't think her job is anywhere close to as important as being a mother and a wife. And I don't think any of you out there who also have a family would disagree The best hours of your life are not between 9 and 5 when you're on the clock. It's when you get to go home and find your peace. Get to put your feet up. Get to snap your fingers and tell your oldest son to bring you a beer. And maybe even open it, depending on how old he is. And having your wife come home and lean up against you, getting comfortable to watch another show of Jeopardy or a movie. There's nothing greater than having somebody to come home to. That's human. I mean, dogs and cats, those are great, but it's nothing like having an intimate conversation, an intimate connection, a partner that sees the future with you and that you're in it. You know, I tell my students that, you know, having children is a journey in that relationship, but eventually it ends. They're not children anymore. They become adults, like, I know I am my father's son, but I am a man in this world as he is a man in the eyes of everyone else in the world. And so they become 18 or, you know, 21 or, you know, when I moved out and at an older age, 30-something, nobody uh, needs to make any comments. <clears throat> but anyway, we need that. We need guidance. We need role models. And we need purpose and meaning. We are depriving ourselves with purpose and meaning and replacing it with profession and popularity and pornography. We got to start valuing our girls more. And I'm sorry, but this trans movement doesn't value our girls. When you say a boy can replace a woman just because he says so, that he can simply be them, you denigrate what a woman is. I mean, why? Why are we doing that? Why are we allowing them to be erased? Where are all the voices? Where? Where's the feminist movement that fought so hard? And now you're going to get drowned out. You don't think the NWA will have a bunch of men in the next few years if you allow the trend to occur? I mean, what's the point of even having an NWA then? Or a WNBA? Good Lord. I mean, it, it's already called the NBA. If you're not going to let women play with women, why have a women's league? And if you're going to let men—and that's what they are—it's so preposterous. I can't wrap my my brain around it. I, I struggle with it every single day. How we have come to a point where there are people who accept that a person with a schlonshtucker can call himself a woman—it's incredible. I have no idea what you're talking about. I wish I did, but I don't speak the devil's tongue. Thank you guys so much for spending so much time with me. Sorry this was a little long, but I had so much to say. Things are getting really crazy out there. I was hoping society was going to really show itself by turning red and, you know, again, forcing the Democrats to come back to the center, but we haven't. If anything, we've encouraged Joe Biden to do more of what he's doing. I mean, he was asked, hey, 75% of people don't like where the direction of the country is going. What are you going to do different? And he says, nothing. People voted blue, nothing. Incredible. I'll talk to you next week. Patros Chatters for life. Take care. God bless